think there's a natural attraction that we all have to quick fixes, a silver bullet, the thing, just do this, and then this will fix all your problems. I think there's a reason why there's countless ads, commercials, all the things. Just buy this book, buy this medicine, do this exercise, buy this equipment, and then it's going to fix everything. It's going to, you're going to lose weight, you're going to sleep better, you're going to be more productive, you're going to do everything. Just buy this, pay three easy payments of 19.99, and then your, all your problems will be solved. And we want that. I'll pay my, quick fix, let's do it. That's what I want, exactly. And we kind of fall victim to that a lot of times. The risk of being a little perhaps too simplistic I'd venture to say that our second reading today holds the silver bullet, holds the one thing necessary to live a life that is marked by joy, that is marked by peace, and that is marked by confidence. We can kind of, I guess, breeze through it, but if there's one verse in there, one sentence, that I think is really the key to everything. The first sentence that we heard today from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. All things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Let those words sink in. In all things, God is working for good for those who love him, that's us, and for those who are called according to his purpose, that's also us. For all things in our life, all things, God is working for good. Listen, like St. Paul is saying, he's not saying some things, or most things, or he's not even saying all but those couple of really bad things. He says, all things, in every situation, God is able to work for good in our lives. God is always working. Nothing is a surprise to him. Nothing catches him off guard. Nothing throws him off his game. Everything, God is able to take in and to work good in, to bring, to bring light out of. Everything, without exception, there is no asterisk except for these things. In all things, God is working for good, no matter how bad it may seem. No matter how good or bad we may think ourselves to be. In all things, for all of us, God is only working for good. And that should fill us with a deepest and unshakable confidence. Because that means in everything, no matter what happens, I am safe in His hands. He's got me. And I can truly be at peace no matter what trial comes on in my life, because I know that God is using it to bring about good. That should be the silver bullet. But what usually at least happens to me is that so often I am not at peace. I do not really believe that those words are true. And in fact, I'm worried and anxious about all kinds of things. I'm trying to grasp and control the parts of my life that seem like they're spiraling out of control, and no one's doing anything about it, so I must have to. I despair and I lose hope that anything is ever going to be different, that things are going to change, or that any good can actually come out of this. I struggle to believe that that statement that St. Paul wrote is true, that God is actually working for good. Because I just don't see how he can be working if all these different problems and sufferings and trials of life are happening. I can't wrap my mind around it. I don't see how all the pieces fit together. I look at my own life and see just the sufferings and the struggles that I know I go through and that all of us go through. We can look out and see the incredibly painful situations that so many people in our world and our community are going through. And it's easy to ask the question like, God, what on earth are you doing? And how on earth are you bringing good out of this? Because if you were good, then you probably, I would think, wouldn't let this happen. God, what is going on here? And because I don't see it and I can't wrap my mind around it, I don't actually believe that God is working for good in my life. Maybe for some people, but not for me in this situation. How can God be working for good?
So how is it that that statement is true? How is that? How can we hold on to that and believe that that is, to use Jesus' words in the gospel, the pearl of great price, the thing that's worth selling everything for, to just put all my stakes in this? Because we can receive it as like an empty platitude almost. Everything happens for a reason. It's all going to be okay. And we try to, like, those words don't actually seem to bring a lot of comfort because it feels so disconnected from the, from the reality of my life. God works all things for good. Okay, how is this working for good? I think it's helpful to recognize what St. Paul is not saying so that we can actually see what he is saying. What St. Paul is not saying is that God wants all of these bad things to happen to us so that he can bring good out of them. God never wants us to experience pain, suffering, death. None of that was part of his plan for us. None of that is part of his plan for us. He never intended that for any of the effects of sin or of the fall. That's not what he wants for us. God never intended any of that. St. Paul is not saying that God wants these bad things to happen to us. St. Paul is not saying that God is trying to teach us a lesson by these bad things that happen to us. Because while there certainly are lessons that we can learn from this life, if God has to hurt us to teach us a lesson, then makes him sound a bit like a jerk. And that is not the God who we worship. What St. Paul is saying is that God is so good, he is so mighty, he is so merciful, that no matter what happens, no matter how horrible it is, God is able to work to bring good out of it, even the worst of situations. Nothing is beyond God's capacity to bring good. God has a special love and a special knack for bringing the brightest light out of the darkest places. And that's why the Paschal mystery of Jesus' death and resurrection is so central to our faith. Because it shows that God is able to bring light out of darkness. He brings Easter Sunday out of Good Friday. He brings light from death. Nothing is above God's ability to bring redemption to and to bring healing to. So when we experience those things, when we don't see what's going on, when I'm experiencing the suffering and the darkness, I, that's all I can see. I feel surrounded by it and like I'm drowning in it. I can't see any kind of light. And when I don't see what God is doing, the invitation for us is not to believe that God's absent or is not working, but to believe that God sees something that I don't see. To believe that God has a perspective that I don't have and never will have. And I'm not supposed to have. That what I don't see, God certainly does. And that's okay. That's how it should be. We shouldn't see all the pictures, all the pieces, how they all fit together. What we should do is trust that God does. The invitation for us is to know that when we don't see what God is doing in our lives, in our families, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our parish, when I don't see how all the pieces are fitting together, I don't see where God is leading me. He invites us to have confidence. In all things, God only works for good. No matter how hard it seems like a lot of times, we try to stop Him. In all things, He's working for good. It's a beautiful story of St. Augustine, one of the greatest saints of our church, and St. Monica, his mother. St. Augustine, for most of his life, was not a great saint, but was, in fact, about as far away from the church as you could get. And St. Monica, as you may know, prayed ceaselessly and tirelessly for her son's conversion. God, bring him back. God, let him know you. God, bring him back into the church. And for years, it seemed like God was not answering that prayer. Then St. Augustine made the decision, I'm going to go off. He went out and wanted to go off to Rome to teach in the, the Hellenistic schools. And for Monica, that was like a dagger to her heart. 
Because at least when Augustine was with her, she's like, he's under my influence, I can try to keep pushing him, maybe one day he'll eventually cave. But in her mind, if he went off to Rome, he was lost. Because Rome is not where people go to find Jesus. Rome is where they go to find the opposite of Jesus. And if he goes off there, then, then there's no hope. And so she's praying even more earnestly, God, don't let him go. Put obstacles in his path, change his mind, do something to keep him here. If she, like Monica tried to physically stop Augustine from going, like she would not let him go. Augustine had to kind of like distract her and sneak out and run away basically to get on the boat to go to Rome. Now, as you know, Augustine did eventually come to a conversion. And as he's writing this in, in his confessions, he writes this beautiful line that, that struck out to me. And, and speaking to the reality that God seemed to not answer Monica's prayers, Augustine wrote this. You, God, did not do what she was at that moment asking. You didn't do what she was asking at that moment. So that you could do the thing that she was always asking. Monica was praying, don't let him go to Rome. God knew it was in Rome that his conversion would happen. Monica's deep prayer was really not for what she was asking. Her deeper prayer was for her son. God knows what we truly need and what we're truly longing for. God may not answer our prayer in the moment, but it's so that he can bring about the thing that we really do want and need. In all things, in all things, he's working for good. And we can trust that. Let's ask the Holy Spirit today to give us the faith to believe that in my life, in whatever situation comes to your heart right now, that it doesn't seem like God is working for good, like he is, he knows, and he will not fail. May God give us that faith today. Amen.